but but for me, it's more just like, you know, looking at the people on my team and and looking at people that I think have tremendous potential, um, people that, you know, even uh, that, that I admire in some ways, um, you know, that are that are um, just doing really great work. Um, and then, I mean, for me, it's just about like wanting to see them excel and, and, and succeed uh, and grow in what they do. And so, um, you know, I during my one-on-ones with them, it's, it's more just about like asking, like, how can I help? This is the Job Stories Podcast, how people find work that matters. If you don't mind, just kind of introduce yourself and what is your job now? What, what's your title? Where do you work at now? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my name is uh, Josh O'Rourke. I live uh, in Hendersonville, Tennessee, which is just on the north side of Nashville. Uh, and I currently work uh, as chief technology officer of a company called Objective Health, which, which is based down in uh, Franklin. That's where our home office is. Perfect. What all does Objective Health do? Like, what does your job look like right now? Yeah. Uh, so Objective Health is a clinical research uh, company, and there's two components to that. Um, so there's a services component, uh, and then there's a technology component. So from a services perspective, what Objective Health does is we go to um, uh, provider practices, and we sit set up what we call research centers of excellence, or little research departments within those uh, within those provider practices. Um, so uh, we would take our people uh, and we would embed them uh, in that practice. Uh, you wouldn't be able to tell any difference between our employees and their employees. And the idea is, is that as patients come through and they have uh, rare chronic conditions, um, one example would be a disease called uh, non-alcoholic statohepatitis, which we can talk about if you want to. Um, but uh, there's currently no treatment for that disease. And so uh, we would we would uh, try to um, funnel those people into uh, the research pipeline um, at that provider's office uh, as as a treatment option for them. Uh, and then from a technology perspective, what we do is we connect to the electronic uh, record system at the uh, at the practice, and we try to find those patients and uh, assign risk scores to them based on their likelihood of having one of those diseases before they uh, before they come in for their appointment. So that way, the provider knows, oh, I have this patient coming in. You know, their risk score for NASH or for um, uh, another chronic disease like uh, ulcerative colitis or uh, inflammatory bowel disease or Crohn's disease or something like that they know that, oh, I should have a conversation with this patient about research um, as a treatment option for them. Because again, it's a, it's a I don't want to say it's a newer disease, but a lot of providers don't know to look for it. And so the idea would be that we're trying to, you know, kind of flip that switch in their mind that, oh, the, this patient might be at risk for that. So, so that's something I need to, I need to look for and maybe talk about with this patient. Yeah. Have you seen yourself too, uh, for what you do now with Objective Health? Um, being kind of a manager of people along your path, your CTO now, kind of how did it start? How did you get into there? Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a long, uh, a long story. Um, so yeah, you so can do as brief my... as you want. Yeah. However you want to do it, it's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so just kind of the, in the nutshell version, um, I started my career as a software engineer. Uh, I've been a, um, software engineer for about 18 years. Uh, I think my first job um, was in 2004. 
uh, roughly. Um, and I, I think I think all engineers kind of go through this phase of like, you know, we really like to be in the code. We really like to build things. Um, but at some point in your career, you know, you have to kind of make this decision of, you know, if you want to keep progressing, you know, do you want to move into the management path? And, and that was uh, a decision I had to make maybe uh, six or seven years um, into my career. Uh, and so um, for me, I think that um, I, I had a mentor um, at one of the health systems that I worked at, and uh, he, he was the CIO uh, at, at the health system. And he he spent several years just, you know, really kind of like helping me grow uh, career wise, um, helping me learn about healthcare, that kind of thing. And, and seeing the, the strategic impact that he had on the organization, um, you know, even though that he wasn't like, you know, on the ground, kind of in the code building things like from a strategic perspective, like he was making these big moves and, and uh, you know, having like real big impact on the on the health system that we worked at. And um, I, I really admired him. Um, the way that he thought, the you know types of the decisions that he was making, um, and so I, that was something that that he and I started working on together. I I remember mentioning to him that uh, um, you know I I thought that I might want to be in his role someday, um, and so uh, he you know really helped kind of put me on that path um, in terms of you know education, um, what kind of projects I worked on, uh, and that kind of thing, and so. From there, um, I, I I moved into I, I did ended up moving into a management role, um, and then eventually into a director level role, um, and then now at Objective Health, uh, the the CTO role. It's pretty amazing. I already know Matthew's going here too, but it's pretty amazing when folks like yourself that are kind of in these chief roles. Everyone we talk to talks about the importance of a mentor. I love that you've already gotten into it because we talk about it all the time. So it sounds like, because I may be thinking, this question may be with the back of my mind, someone that is, was where you are six years into their career and is thinking about kind of climbing into that next sector of maybe managing people. Did you, so maybe I'm speaking to that person that might listen to this, but did you go kind of, once you figured out who this mentor person was at that particular health system, did you kind of like recognize that and like, I need to go seek this person out or did it just kind of happen naturally over time? I mean, it almost sounds like you're pretty intentional with saying like, hey, I kind of need you to be my mentor. Do you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so so I've I've always been, um, that's, a, that's a good question. I, I don't know that I like intentionally sought it out. Um, not, not like I was like targeting him or, or something like that. Um, I, I always, um, like, like I'm, I'm a pretty, I don't want to say ambitious person, but like, I, I do want to always try to push and challenge myself and grow and, and, you know, kind of just get better and better at what I do. Um, and so I think that, you know, after being a software engineer for, for five or six years, um, this was just kind of continuing down that path for me. Um, you know, it, taking on bigger challenges um, and those type of things. And I think that he, um, his name was Matt. Um, I think that he recognized that in me and, uh, you know, he, he, he was very intentional. Like it, it was honestly, the intention was probably more on his part than it was mine. Like, like his, his philosophy. And I remember him saying this to me several times is that he always, he wanted to leave me better than he found me. Um, so he, his, he, he told our whole IT department this, he said his goal for our department was that like, he would leave all of us better than he found us so that, you know, when he left and we went to go find different jobs at some point in the future, 
um, you know, we would be able to, you know, continue to grow in our career. And that was the impact that he wanted to have on us. Um, and so, so frankly, like, uh, you know, again, I, I wanted to grow. I think he recognized that in me and he, you know, really just kind of took that opportunity to, to challenge me and, you know, put me on uh, projects and things that he knew would be um, a little outside of my comfort zone, uh, you know, to help, to help kind of push me. Um, and I needed that. And I, I honestly, you know, kind of enjoyed that he did that. It was hard sometimes, but, but, uh, you know, um, I, I, I recognized what he was doing. I appreciated it. And, you know, I kind of leaned into it. Yeah. And do you, do you think you find some of the things that, um, his kind of leadership style back when you were underneath him at that system is, do you implement some of those same things with your team now? Do you, have you found that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, uh, so, so there's two, there's two people in particular I can think of that I've worked for in the past that have really had a big impact on me. So, so he was one of them. Uh, his, uh, his philosophy was, um, he, he was really good about uh, setting up people under him and, um, you know, kind of letting them take ownership of, you know, their areas of responsibility. Um, and again, the, you know, just kind of investing in people and helping them grow. That's something that uh, has been, you know, really rubbed off on me and has been important on the teams that I've, uh, you know, managed um, in the past. Uh, the other person um, was one of my managers early on in my career, back when I had started at the health system at a so as a software engineer, and um, her name was Elena. And um, I always, one of the things I really, really appreciated about her was that I, I always, I, I never felt like I was working for her. I always felt like I was working with her. Mm. Um, so there's, there, there's this phrase that's like, um, I think, uh, you know, managers push, but leaders pull. Um, and, and there's, you know, kind of that, that little graphic of like, uh, if you've seen it on LinkedIn or something like that, there's this little graphic of like, uh, you know, these people kind of like pulling this cart and the manager sitting up on, on the cart while all the people pull. So that would be the manager, but, mm -hmm. but, uh, a leader would be like down pulling with the rest yeah. of the team, uh, mm -hmm. on that rope. Um, and so like I working with Elena, like that really rubbed off on me too. Like I always felt like we were all, you know, on the same team. We just had different responsibilities. So I never felt like, you know, she was like talking down to me or micromanaging me or anything like that. And so that's another thing that I've taken away that, you know, I think um, I've tried to uh, implement in, in teams that I've had as well um, to where, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're all just part of the same team. Mm. Um, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm over anybody or anything like that. It's like, we're all working towards the same goal. We just have different responsibilities. Yeah, that's great. My mentor, his name was Hal is Hal and we still talk pretty regularly. And he was talking about um, like at some point in time and it's not necessarily age, it's just, after a certain time in your career, you want to start transitioning to, you want to still achieve like you've been talking about, but you also want to reach back and like be the mentor mm -hmm. that you needed yeah. when you were first starting. So how do you weigh those decisions on like how to practically spend your 40 hours during the week to achieve for yourself, of course, but also try to reach behind you and give to those that need your help. How do you like weigh those decisions that I'm sure come up on a weekly, monthly basis for you? That That's a good question. Um, I, I don't know that I have like a, you know, like a, like a, a, a conscious like weighing of the decision per se, but like I do, um, I, it's funny that you bring this up because I actually had a one-on-one -on -one with um, uh, somebody on my team yesterday 
Um, and uh, we, we were talking about like things that I could do to help her grow in her career and, and things like that. And, and I think that you, um, you, at least on my teams, like you kind of just recognize those people, you know, those, um, those uh, high achievers that um, are really engaged and uh, really want to, um, you know, do more in their career, or, or maybe, maybe they don't see it. Maybe they don't realize, you know, the kind of the potential that they have. And, and maybe you just see it because you have a little bit more experience than them, um, or, or you're a little further along in their career, your, your career than they are or whatever. But, um, but, but for me, it's more just like, you know, looking at the people on my team and, and looking at people that I think have tremendous potential, um, people that, you know, even, uh, that, that I admire in some ways, um, you know, that are, that are um, just doing really great work. Um, and then, I mean, for me, it's just about like wanting to see them excel and, and, and succeed uh, and grow in what they do. And so, um, you know, I, during my one-on-ones with them, it's, it's more just about like asking, like, how can I help? Like, I just, I don't want to be like, I don't, don't let me stand in your way. Like, mm-hmm. how can I help? Um, and so that, that's kind of the way that I look at it. Would you say most of, most of what they're looking for is like, the character traits that are going to get them ahead mm-hmm. or are they looking for practical skills like you need to learn javascript because of this what, what are they what are they looking for mm-hmm. if there's a trend in what you are seeing yeah that's a good question so so some people some people yeah um i mean like they, they might not say like oh, i want to learn javascript specifically but they might have a notion of um like oh i want to get more into devops or um, like I would like to work it more in this area of the business, or I would like to learn about that. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's because they, in the conversation I had yesterday, um, it was because this person wanted to be just just better at their job. They were like, you know, I don't I don't really understand this area um, of the business that well. Like I would love to get involved in some of those meetings and learn more about it because I feel like it would make me more effective. Um, and and of course, you know, we we had a conversation about like, okay, well. Um, let's just make sure that you're not taking on too much stuff. Um, you know, cause I don't, I don't want people to be overwhelmed and things like that, but I'm all for people, you know, uh, spending time learning new things. Um, this same person, uh, actually, um, has been, uh, also learning, um, uh, SQL, SQL. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it not, not because like, uh, she had to, but just because she, it, it was something that she was interested in. And so, um, you know, for me, it's more having that conversation with her, recognizing that she was interested in that and then just giving her opportunities to uh, get involved Yeah, and then just, you know, helping out um, whenever she, she needed help. Hmm. I'm wondering, and this is kind of a personal question, so you can throw up the white flag and we can move on if you <laughs> need to, but um, have you, have you ever worked in a place where you felt like you couldn't be that transparent with the people ahead of you and say, I'm not really good at this. I need some help Mm. because I've felt in some of my past jobs that like, I couldn't really be that transparent and say, I don't really know this. Can somebody help? Because I I feel like they would like, okay, well you need to not work here then. Mm. So, um, (laughs) and how do you, and maybe the question is how do you, find that balance in leading people um, about teaching them what they need to learn, but also um, guiding them in the right direction that they want to go? Yeah, um, that's a that's a good question. I'm, I'm trying to think if there, 
you know, I, I've definitely had managers, um, like, I, I don't want to blame it on the organization itself. Um, you know, I, I think that's more of a management thing. Like I've definitely, I've definitely had managers that were, um, you know, very, uh, kind of, I don't know, like that, that I would, that I would be afraid to bring something like that up to for sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, less approachable. Um, yeah. But but I've always been, um, and especially working in technology, like like you have to uh, always be learning, always. Like you can't you can't stop because the technology just changes so fast. And so, like I think that that's something that I've internalized just over my career. So, like I don't I don't ever feel um, if I've ever been in a position like where you know number one I've I felt uncomfortable with like job responsibilities or a certain project or whatever. Um, like I, I've always just kind of taken it upon myself to learn as much as possible about whatever that was. Um, and then, uh, you know, just bring up with whoever my, my manager is, you know, typically with, with managers, you'll have one-on-ones or something like that. Um, but just bringing up with them, like, you know, Hey, here's an area where I'm, I'm seeing a problem or whatever, and just being kind of transparent about it. I, I have not ever had that particular strategy go wrong. Um, you know, even me as a manager, like I, I want my team to tell me, uh, you know, like when, when, you know, things aren't going the right way or, or whatever. And it's not because, um, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, you know, write them up or something like that. It's because like, I want to help them solve the problem. Mm. Um, you know, like I said, we're on the same team. Um, so, so really for me, it's just more about like, you know, kind of removing those obstacles and, you know, trying to figure out like how we can solve those problems together. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess to go back, you know, like like I've had I've had managers like that, but I've I've always just tried been able to find ways, I guess, to kind of, you know, work around it, you know, keep learning, keep pushing, and you know, being in those uncomfortable situations, I think sometimes that's that's a good thing, right? Like that's how you grow. Um, so you don't you don't ever want to be in a spot like where you're always comfortable and you always know everything. Like like you need to get uncomfortable, and that's mm. that that's what pushes you to get better. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And we uh, again just talking to other folks such as yourself, we hear a lot about this conversation around like helping company culture, just because especially in the last few years, there's just been so much change and folks are changing jobs left and right. But the challenge is on the interviewing side, finding folks that um, do have technical skills that meet your job requirements, but that also would be a good fit for your culture and what you're trying to do with your team. Um, how do you manage that? Right. Like what are, what are some things like to kind of find folks that fit your culture there? How do we find that? Right. Cause that's the hard part. Um, go ahead. Yeah. 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 No, that's a, that's a, that's a great, um, that's a great question. Uh, so, so we're, um, at objective health, um, you know, we're, we're a startup. Uh, so, so we've been, uh, through our series B, uh, round of fundings and, have a little over a hundred employees uh, right now, and and you know still uh, continuing to grow um, very quickly. Um, it's been it's been very interesting to see. So so I started at Objective Health right before uh, the lockdown happened for COVID. So that was in February of 2020, um, and then you know I've been there until now. So uh, a little over two years uh, that I've been with the company, and um, frankly, like you know from from when I started to now, like it's. The, the company culture, ha, ha, it hasn't really changed, but but as we've added people, like it's definitely, it feels like a much different company, mm. right? Um, and so I think I think something that's important to um, our entire uh, our entire team, um, every single employee at Objective Health is just making sure that 
you know, we, 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 we believe that we have a good culture. Um, I really love the people that I work with and I think that we want to keep that going. So, I mean, to your point that that's very, very, um, important to us, uh, as far as hiring goes, um, I, I think, you know, hiring for fit, uh, is probably one of the most important, uh, things that you can, uh, one of the most important like characteristics, I guess, that you can you can look for um, in a in, in someone that you're adding to your team. Um, you know, obviously, like for a technical person, technical skills and 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 things like that are important. But but also, you know, somebody that's going to fit into the culture, um, understand the way that you operate as a business. Um, you know, being engaged, being um, uh, resonating with the mission of the company. I think all of those things are very very important. Um, when, you know, when we're hiring someone for our team. Uh, so those are all things that I look for. And then the other part of that, I think, is just um, making the team uh, part of the decision as well. So anytime that we hire somebody, um, one of the last interviews that I do is an interview with the entire team as a whole. Um, and I try to keep the interviews pretty, pretty conversational, you know, kind of just like we're doing right now. Um, because, uh, you know, I, I, number one, I want them to be comfortable. But then number two, like, you know, I just want to make sure that, you know, uh, conversationally, um, that we, you know, gel and, uh, that we, you know, have common interests and common goals and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. so that's some of the things that I do. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Matthew. How do you, you talk to, you're talking about how people would fit into your organization and your team. Do you ask any questions that would lead them to say, um, this is what I've learned in the past and this how long it took me, even if it was another um, like language, maybe they went to Japan and um, learned Japanese for three months or whatever. Do you ever try to dig that out of them? Like what, what else have you learned? Because I'm sure if somebody comes to work for you in 2022, in 2025, they're going to have to know different skills in 2025 than what they know in 2022. Yeah. So you got to, I would assume you have to yeah. check for like, okay, how, how are they showing that they're not stagnant in their learning? So like, how do you ask questions to kind of dig that mm -hmm. out of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a great question too. So, um, for me, what I, what I do is, um, I'll usually, uh, ask about their, you know, like what, what type of things have they been working on recently? Like, what have they been doing about their job? Like, you know, in their job, um, and then, and then I'll ask one of my favorite questions is, um, I, I don't like to ask questions like, you know, where do you see yourself in five years or <laughs> anything like that? What I do like to ask though, is if you could design a perfect job for yourself, like your ideal job, like, what would that look like? Like, tell me about that. Um, because that will, that will kind of, uh, flesh out like the types of things that they're really, really interested in, um, and what they're passionate about. And, and usually like, it'll like the answers I get will be like, oh man, I'm really interested in DevOps. Like I would love to get more into that. And here's some things I've been reading about that. Or, um, you know, here's, uh, I'm, I'm really interested in machine learning. Like, you know, I've been reading all this stuff about machine learning and, you know, I've worked on these side projects. And so to me, like that's, that's really, it's like, what are they um, from a, from a technology perspective, since, you know, I, I work in technology, it's, it's more about like, you know, what, what kind of things are you spending your time on, like outside of your job? Like, what are you, what are you learning? Um, and, and, you know, like, again, if, if you could, I design that ideal role for yourself, like, what would you work on? And I think that does a pretty good job of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, highlighting some of that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, this has been great, Josh. Thank you. It's been a blast. 
This has been so yeah, cool. Yeah, thank you. We're guys. probably coming up on time. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but as Matthew mentioned, um, if there's any place for folks that might hear this that want to connect with you, how can they do that if you're interested? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so I'm not like a huge uh, social media person, uh, but I do uh, have like quite a bit of stuff on LinkedIn. Um, so that would probably be the best place to reach out to me. Um, so, uh, just Joshua Rourke on LinkedIn. Um, I'm sure, sure you'll find me there at objective health and, uh, you know, I'd be happy to talk to anybody that wants to chat. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for coming on. I knew before you came on, you were going to be a rock star. So I appreciate you. This has been really fun. So thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging with us for a little bit. We're cheering y'all on. So really cool what you're working on. And, um, yeah, man, appreciate you. Awesome. Uh, well, thanks guys. I really thanks, appreciate guys. it. Yeah. Have a great day. See you, man. All right. You too. Bye.